Listen up. All What Happened Wind shirts are now $17.99. What? That's right, and we've lowered the price of shirts, and we're donating 100% of profits to St. Jude. It's a win-win. You get the shirts you love at a lower price, and together we are supporting kids and families in need. It's because we know the ad-free show community cares. Get your What Happened Win shirts now for $17.99 at LoisRules.com or check out all the charity shirts at AdFreeCares.com. Together, we're making a difference. Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Conrad, how was uh, your weekend? How was your Father's Day weekend? It was fantastic, okay. man. It was, uh, it was a really surreal week. Proud to be here with you. Good, good, good. I'm glad it was a surreal week. Uh, very much for me, too. A lot going on in my life. And, uh, but it's all good. It's all good. And it's great to be uh, talking to everyone again. I I've kind of, uh, been peeking down then at, at social media more, more to, to go to TikTok and go to Instagram and, and check out the dog videos that I love and yeah. check out a goose video now and then that I love, but every uh, now and again, a goose video does make its way to my yeah. inbox. It does. Yeah. Isn't it amazing at every goose goose video you see, it's a, a goose trying to kick somebody's ass and succeeding usually. Usually. Absolutely. So anyway, everything's great on this end. I'm glad everything's great. I'm glad it's been a, uh, an unreal week for you. You want to divulge into why it was an unre- un, uh, unreal week or is that private? Well, I can't believe this is real, but, uh, both of my girls have now graduated high school. Uh, Morgan graduated this past Monday and wow, it's fantastic spending the weekend with, uh, former WCW champion, David Flair. And, uh, his lovely family on, uh, on the lake, they got this new badass boat and that was fun and yeah. got to celebrate Morgan graduating high school and film some stuff for uh Starcast, and came home long enough to repack and announced we have a bowl game now, Tony, it was kind of a weird, kind of a weird deal. I saw that. I saw that you are sponsoring a bowl game in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. About that shit, dude. <laughs> So it's the, uh, the home, t- the ESPN hometown lenders Bahamas bowl. 
going down on my dad's birthday in the Bahamas, December 16th. Of course I would invite you, but I know you've got baseball. I mean, you've got a W so the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. E- even more so now than ever. What day of the week is it on? Uh, you know, I didn't look. That's a great question though. Let's take a look. Right I think now. if I remember it was a Friday, you nailed it. On. It is a Friday. Right. So there's a right. chance you'll be doing TV that day. Uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Either well, way though, let, n- let's not pretend you were ever going. You know what I mean? Well, you, you won't come, you won't get in your car three hours. Come see me. So there's no way you're going to fly yeah. to the freaking Bahamas. Yeah. Although the Bahamas are pretty nice. It was, I got to tell you, it was my, my wife, Megan's first time going. And, uh, I don't think she knew what to expect, but, uh, like you and Freely toothpick, she's for them. <laughs> she's for them. So how did this all come together? Uh, with, without indulging the, the where's and the why's and the, and the business arrangement, did ESPN approach you? Did you go to ESPN and say, Hey, you know what? I'd like to sponsor a bowl game. Yeah. People, you know, reach out and try to get you to sponsor stuff all the time. And, uh, right. you know, this one just sort of happened to be at the end of the year where, you know, we're going to have certain people in our company who take like a big company rewards trip sort of deal. So uh-huh. just right. checked a lot of boxes. It's like, Hey, it's a good thing for marketing and recruiting and things like that. And yeah, it it's is. branding more than anything else, but it does sort of, uh, I don't know, show that, Hey, look at us. We're growing a little bit. Now here's the uh, the other big question. Uh, uh, during the commercial breaks, are we going to see your dumbass? I mean, are we going to see your face on TV? I sure hope not. I sure hope not. Well, you would have to. You do your own spots. Yeah, that's correct. But I mean, I, I don't. I mean, maybe there's some big check presentation. Who knows, buddy? That's a long time from now, and I know that. Okay. Not only will you not be there, you won't be watching. Even though we yeah, watch well, every week to support you, because we're not fair with the friends. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of, I just, uh, really don't care that much about college football anymore. No, I get it. I mean, I know that it's all about evil Uno and Ricky Starks, uh, Andy Kingston, Aubrey Edwards, you know, who the fuck is Nick Saban? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who the fuck is Nick Saban, by the way? So anyway, um, so what'd you do this weekend for father's day? Take us through father's day. For Mr. Chavante. Okay. Father's day. I woke up about nine. Wow. That's a good one for you. Yeah. That's a good one for me. Uh, went downstairs with the bug, took him out to pee and then sat in the family room with bug to see what was on TV. And I fell asleep. Oh, good for you. Uh, Lois and I went out about noon, went to a couple of stores and then we went out to eat. Uh, we came back here and, uh, started putting wallpaper on the, uh, on the stairway down to the baseball room. You're re- finishing up finishing real bored, real bored. Yeah. And, uh, and then I got a text from you that, uh, Hey, uh, uh, let, let's record. So that's kind of what father's day was to me. I got a text from four or five of my kids to say uh, happy father's day. That's cool. Uh, didn't really see any of them, but that's okay. They got their own families. I understand. And so that's kind of what it was. So now, uh, I'll, uh, hit the road again on Tuesday. Uh, the day before this drops uh, nationwide, a day after it drops for our fans on ad-free shows and what happened when, and go to Milwaukee, come home for about two days, and then head off on to uh, Forbidden Door. On, oh, my uh, gosh. I forgot Sunday. about that. Well, we got to talk yeah. about that. But look, let me ask, when you're going to Milwaukee, right, are yeah. you uh, 
you going to eat some cheese with Lenny Bakken or what's the plan there? I hope not. Good. Good. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I kind of forgot. It snuck up on me. Forbidden doors this freaking Sunday, huh? Yeah, it sure is. 26. And this yeah. is, uh, this is a show that a lot of people are going to be talking about. Of course, it's new Japan essentially versus AEW. Do I have that right? Essentially. Yeah. And uh, I don't think, I don't think like- we've hit anybody over the head with it, but it certainly feels like you got two promotions and there will be some interpromotional matches. Fair to say. Yeah. Fair to say, uh, we are going to have a, a women's title match between thunder Rosa and Tony storm, mm. uh, because new Japan pro wrestling does not have a women's division. Am I right? Uh, I believe so, but I'm not sure that we're allowed to say that. Okay. I believe the women's division, I believe women's wrestling is either stardom or Joshi pro. And maybe a couple other ones, uh, but uh, so anyway, Wait, so is it Joshi we, pro or Tokyo Joshi? Uh, uh, I thought it was Joshi pro, but I don't know. I, I did too. But then I heard Sonny Ono. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Here's what I know. You and I don't know a lot about Japanese wrestling, but we do know <laughs> a lot about winning prizes. And I'm talking of course about wrestling wrestling fans. It's time to win with Zen. Get on over to wrestlingprizes.com right now to register for your chance to win one in four once in a lifetime digital Q and a sessions with wrestling legends like Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, or Mick Foley. Winners also get an autographed replica championship belt and a prize pack from Zen. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch register once per day. Now through July 15th. And don't forget, you get this once in a lifetime digital Q and a session, Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, or Mick Foley, plus the title belt, plus the prize pack. It's all happening at wrestlingprizes.com. You can register once every day now through July 15th at wrestlingprizes.com. Here's a disclaimer for you. No purchase necessary to enter or win open to us residents, 21 and over Void where prohibited for the official rules, visit wrestlingprizes.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And Tony, speaking of, um, of addictive chemicals, I need to tattle on myself. I have realized that tries I might, I can admit I'm addicted to diet Coke. I gave it up completely. I've just been chugging water, but on this trip on all this travel, I just, I relapsed and I had one and then I had one a day. And then mm. one in the morning and one in the evening. Mm. And I just think it's like maybe the best flavor of all time. Do you remember being addicted to a chemical before? And what was it? I'm kind of addicted now to monster, uh, ultra fiesta. Okay. I don't even it's, know it's what a, that is. Is that a beverage? It, yeah. It's a, the, the mod, the energy drink monster zero. They have a zero with no sugar. Okay. Uh, and it's, it has a, it's called ultra fiesta. It's a mango flavored. And I really I drink two of those a day. I drink one. I get up in the morning instead of coffee because I really not into coffee, even though I worked at Starbucks and, uh, I, uh, and then I'll drink one maybe later in the day. And then if, uh, you probably haven't noticed cause they all, we always put it behind the monitors, but I always have a, an ultra fiesta with me on the desk at, uh, at dynamite. So some, sometimes I'll drink three during the day at, uh, on, on those days. So yes, I have been addicted to those. And, um, I was addicted at one time and you'll recall here, uh, to mellow yellow zero. Yes. 
But the fine folks decided they weren't going to do that anymore. And so I, I remember I went to Publix. It was about three months ago. I went to Publix, and there were two 12-packs of Melly Yellow Zero. Did you snag them? No, I didn't. I looked at him. I took a picture to Lois. Lois said, my God, get him. I said, nope, I've moved on. I'm wow. now, I'm now in a monster ultimate fiesta, ultra fiesta. Uh, Melly Yellow Zero can kiss my ass. It's basically what I told Lois. Wow. I mean, you so, went full-blown Hulk Hogan promo with it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, look, come on. It's not, you know, it, it really pissed me. I, I get it. I know the pandemic was bad and we still, people are, Still getting sick now and then, but come on. Don't, an excuse not to make Mellow Yellow Zero the best drink they ever had made. There wasn't anything close to it. Man, you got so, like, you still got big heat over there. Oh, I'm, I'm pissed off at him big time. I mean, so, I mean, are we just saying just, you know, fuck them right now? Are we saying that in a loud and clear voice? Loud and clear voice. Wow. Yeah. Even though I live in the, the Atlanta area, <clears throat> I will not partake of their beverages. Hmm. That's the way I feel. I saw, and, you know, that's, that's happened to me a couple of times that I like something yeah. and they'll discontinue it. Hey, so let me ask you this. Uh, you're like a self-admitted stooge, right? Not even close, but go ahead. If you want to use that term, go ahead. Well, I just saw over the weekend, um, that the Rhodes family celebrated their daughter's one year birthday and I saw a whole right. bunch of AEW folks and I know he lives right. right up the street from me, but I didn't see you there. What's the deal? Invi- you, you, you got big heat with Cody now. I was invited, but, uh, we were wallpapering the, uh, the basement. Please tell me you told me Cody, you told Cody, sorry, I can't come to your special gathering. I'm wallpapering. I didn't tell him that. I said, I just, <laughs> I, I can't make it. I just was, I just was in the shit and I was just. Well, and you, you also felt like, you know, if you go, it's going to be big heat, right? I mean, you can't fraternize. No, 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 no. I can fraternize with him. As a matter of fact, I sent him a text and I said, listen, I do want to come see you. Uh, I want to, uh, come see you and, uh, in your, in your baby and your family. And, uh, I do because, uh, I consider him a friend. So. But I just didn't go. And I know that's kind of foreign to you because you have, you don't do any work around the house at all, never have. And you just always pay people to do your stuff. But we try to do some work around our house. Oh, how long did it take for you to build your new deck? <laughs> Since you do no, stuff around the house. I uh, did uh, wallpapering. I built a, a brand new cabinet here. Okay. Oh, so you, uh, you, you just went and cut the wood and sanded it down and all that. No, I, you know, you've got this, you know, you put it together. So you went to home Depot and you picked up a kit that well, an exactly. Allen wrench and yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also what you're seeing behind me here is being turned into, and tomorrow we'll finish it a studio, uh, a, a video studio. So we're going to shoot beginning tomorrow, AEW control centers in this room here. How about that? with big screen and, uh, we've got a 4k camera that we bought. I'm going to eventually use that 4k camera here on, uh, on what happened when. So to real, be really nice instead of this camera on the iMac here and, uh, lighting kits and it, it's all, uh, and uh, wireless, uh, lobs and everything. So 
So starting tomorrow, I'll be able to do it, and then I'll be I'll put it together and send it on to Nashville. So uh, it's been kind of busy around here. And, you know, I haven't had that much time to do it because next weekend I've got Forbidden Door. We Last weekend, I drove to New Jersey to see uh, my uh, granddaughter uh, and had to fly out in the middle of that trip to go to Orlando for dark. So I've been kind of tied up, and I've got a, a Miami Supercon coming up. I've got, we've got StarCast coming up. So there's a lot going on on the weekend. So this was kind of one weekend that I had a chance to do some things, and I decided to stay home this weekend. Good for you, dude. If you're the type of person who's always thinking about new business ideas or wondering what's the next side hustle I should spin up, here's a podcast recommendation for you. My first million. The hosts, Sean Puri and Sam Parr, have each built eight-figure businesses and sold them to Amazon and HubSpot. Each week, they brainstorm business ideas that you can start tomorrow. They can be side hustles that make you a few grand a month, a big billion-dollar idea, or anything in between. One episode I loved was number 158, where Sam and Shaw explained how to make millions by buying Michael Jordan's house and turning it into a museum. If you love any of our business content we do on the show, I think you'd love this episode. They also chat with founders, celebrities, and billionaires and get them to open up about business ideas they've never shared before. Like check out their conversation with Rob Deerdeck in episode 224, where you're here about a guy who has built a $400 million media empire who's been tracking every second of his day for the last decade. Be sure to check out my first million. That's my first million on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So, uh, the rumor is you got one of them, nothing happening. Good for nothing. Shivani's that's going to be turning 40 years old. Yeah. Um, and I know that some of those Shivani's, I mean, we could just call it like it is. Maybe they're the type of person who's always wondering what's the next side hustle I should spin up. Maybe they're always thinking about the next new business idea. Well, if you're like that, here's a podcast recommendation for you. My first million, the hosts, Sean Puri and Sam Parr have each built eight figure businesses and sold them to Amazon and HubSpot. And each week they brainstorm business ideas. You can start like tomorrow. And these can be side hustles where you make a few grand a month, maybe a big billion dollar idea, really anything in between. And one episode I enjoyed was uh, number 158. Sam and Sean explained how to make millions by buying Michael Jordan's house and turning it into a museum. If you love any of our business content we do on these shows, I think you'll love this episode. They also chat with founders, celebrities, billionaires, and they get them to open up about their business ideas they've never shared before. Like the conversation they did with, uh, Rob Deerdick in episode two twenty four, you'll hear about a guy who built a $400 million media empire. And my brother's been tracking every second of his day, every second for like the last decade, Tony, what should they do? We got a recommendation for him. Don't we make sure to check out my first million. That's my first million on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So, uh, let's talk about it. Your oldest is turning 40. That's kind of a yep. big deal. Do you feel officially old now? Oh, I felt old long before that happened. Okay. The only thing I have to do is look at Lois and think, Ooh, so we're old. Tell me about the, uh, the 40 year old birthday party. You got any dates yet? No, I don't. Mm-mm. He's coming in on, he's coming in the day, actually the day 
uh, that I'm going to Miami, but he'll, but I'll be here for his actual birthday. Uh, and he's going to hang out with his friends and his family. There's, there's been no plans at all. Really? For his, what we're going to do for his birthday. No, no plans at all. So you going to try to get him some strange or whatever. (laughs) No, he's a married young man with a three-year-old daughter. You dumbass. Wait, what are you, what are you talking about? You said strange. Well, yeah, I meant like, you know, a new experience. Like, are y'all going to a new restaurant? Are you just going to do the same old donkey uh, dick routine or? No, no, no. Uh, my, my, um, one of my twins, the youngest son of the family, Tim is the master brewer at a place in little five points called wrecking bar. And so we may end up going down there. Where are you at on wrecking bar? I'm for it. You like, you like, you like that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a nice restaurant. I'm I'm not really, I'm not really into beer. Yeah, I didn't I, think not, you were a super big beer guy. I'm not. I don't drink. I don't a beer. Beer has to be like completely ice cold for me to even enjoy it. And it's like if I start drinking a beer and I get a halfway through and it starts to get a little bit warm, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. So uh, I've never been much of a beer guy. And Tim has always beer's been everything Tim's been about. I mean, he learned how to brew underneath the deck here at the house and he took it and he won, uh, some awards with his beer and is well known in Atlanta as a, as a, as a great brewer. He tried to open a brew pub at one time that didn't work. And he's been, then he worked for a brewer here and now he's, he's running the, the brew, the brewing at, uh, at wrecking bar. And he does, he's really good at what he does. So he, I'm he, sure that's going to be part of it. He opened the, uh, the brew pub since we've been doing the show, right? Yeah. He opened a brew pub since we doing the, been doing the show. That's right. And was it just bad timing? You think, is it an oversaturated market? What do you think the misstep yeah, was? I, if there was I, one, I, I think so. I, I think that, and I think he, uh, he and the, uh, the, the group that went together to buy it, mm-hmm. they just didn't get along. Oh, I got you. Well, that's the kiss yeah. of death always. Yeah. Right. So he was, I guess he got bought out or whatever and walked away from it and started doing something else, but that's been his passion. It really has been. So I'm proud of him for it. I really well, am. So, well, so listen, I, I guess Matt will have a party. And I'm yeah. going to be there. You know, I'm not like you. I show up. Really? You're going to come to Matt's party. I was invited. You were? Yeah. Wow. Or maybe I'm a surprise. Maybe we got to edit that out. No, 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 that's no, you won't, we don't have to edit that out. I wouldn't think I just, uh, so you'll be able to see Lois. Yeah. Wow. Uh, she's the reason I'm coming. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to be with, uh, with my father-in-law this week. Did you know that? Wow. We got a little press conference going down with the mayor of Nashville on Thursday. Uh-huh. Rick hey. buying Nashville. Is he buying Nashville? Yeah, I just didn't know. No, oh, this is about Starcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's wrestling his last match. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I've heard about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're hoping you're still planning to attend. I will. Good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm going to be with him. Do you want me to yeah. pass along any any words, any messages? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, tell him to show up. Okay, I can do that. That's he, about all. Okay. Easy enough. Have you seen the new uh, Top Gun movie, Maverick? I have not. I've heard good things about it. It feels like a Tony Schiavone style movie. I'm, I mean, I want to see it. I'm not judging. I'm just saying it feels like something you would be into. 
I'm, I'm okay. You didn't like the first one. First one I liked a lot. Yeah. You, you don't have high hopes for this one though. I can tell. No, I just, uh, here's something that that's gone on in my life. Here we go. Uh, I'm more into TV shows now, mm. uh, than I am actual, uh, two hour movies. You don't want to go to the movies or you don't want to sit and watch the same thing for two hours. I, I like, like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is out on Disney plus. I like in an hour's episode. And then a week later, an hour's episode. I like that. They have supplanted, supplanted movies. Is that like a, like a ninja show? Yeah. Yeah. If, if the ninjas were in outer space. Yeah. So it's an outer space ninja show. Something like that. Yeah. Wait, I don't know what, uh, what'd you call it? It's like some sort of sword. Obi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Now I remember Shinobi. Like there was like, it's like a street fighter, virtual fighter type thing. Yeah. This like is Ninja Gaiden. Like <clears throat> this is not like that. This is, you know, okay. you are into, you, you, I know you don't like star Wars. Right. Right. Yeah. That's for nerds. It's terrible. It's stupid. Yeah, right. I hate it so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course there's nothing nerdy about you and I. Oh no, no, no. We, yeah. Well, we're on here talking about 35 year old wrestling. It's because we're badasses. That's right. You know, exactly. we're just straight badasses, but everybody knows. I don't know if we're, yeah, we are. So we're straight badasses. I mean, look at the shirt I'm wearing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only a badass could wear a shirt like this. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought about when I saw the shirt. Um, so listen, you know, everybody wants to know, uh, it's just me and you listen. It's just me. Like nobody's listening, right? It's just nobody's me listening right now. No, no, no. That's yeah, typical. I've dumped it all out. <laughs> Don't let Dave Green hear that. It's just me and you talking right now. Okay. Is this MJF shit at work? Uh, I I don't think it is. Isn't it it odd that it was the biggest story in wrestling and then nobody ever saw the news that we saw happen this past week coming and now it's almost like that feels like a month ago now. Does it not? Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens with it. I think it is the best story going in wrestling right now. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not. I think that's what we fans gravitate to. I've seen some really smart people in wrestling say that's not a good thing. And I understand, but sometimes what happens behind the scenes is more compelling than what happens in front of the camera. And then perhaps there was no more evidence of that than what we saw this past week, where the announcement came down that Vince McMahon was no longer the CEO of WWE. And I don't think many folks had that on their bingo card this year. I know we don't normally talk about current stuff like that and you don't really keep up with the WWE, but Lord, that had to catch you by surprise this week, huh? Yeah, it, it caught me by surprise. And, uh, I just, uh, just going to sit by and, and see what transpires about it because it's now one of those things where it's, it's going to play out behind the scenes. Yeah. We're not going to see anything happen. In, in front of it now. So just interesting times. Um, it really is. And the, the MJF thing is, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. I wish I did, but it's, uh, it, it was, it was kind of crazy. It was the forum thing was really crazy. I mean, because I, I, I certainly expected that not to be the end of it, you know, but I have not seen him since then. I mean, it's like he just, as an old school wrestling guy, yeah. when he says what he says, and I know that the American feed bleeped it, 
But when he said what he said, yeah, how'd that strike the old school guy in you? Um, the old school guy in me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The old school guy in me thought, uh, stop this. Yeah. That we, somebody needs to throw him out of here. Yeah. That's the old school guy in me. You know? Well, and it's been well established that that MJF in real life is a turd human. Yeah. He's a terrible human being. We just saw that the other day on the Wendy Williams show. I'm sure you saw that. It went viral where. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I, um, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of MJF, but I did think that was one of the coolest things on TV that yeah. I don't know. I'm anxious to see what happens next. And I don't know what I'm more interested in the Vince story or the MJF story, because we know one is real, but it's almost more fun to think that the other one might not be, or might be, or I don't know. I like when we can, we can keep them guessing and um, by, um, I mean me. I mean, I think yeah. that's fun. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I like the, uh, the guessing part of everything too. I, I just, it's one of the things that makes what we do wonderful. Yes. I think. And it, you even said in your tweet, I love pro wrestling. Yes. And, uh, and we do, we love it. And there's, you know, this is going to be the, the remainder of this year is going to be a very interesting year for both companies, um, uh, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, but <clears throat> the, that being said, we got some good things coming up. I mean, we're going to go back to, I'm sure we're going to go back to New York city pretty soon. And, uh, maybe go back to Arthur Ashe stadium again. I know that's been in the plans ever since last time. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, we got, uh, going to go back to Chicago for, uh, our next pay-per-view, which is going to be, uh, all out. By the and, way, that's uh, uh, top guy and low key big hog weekend. We're going to have some fun that weekend, buddy. Yeah, that that's that's going to be great. Uh, we're going to go back to our, one of our favorite hotels. Yep. Uh, and um, I, I like that part of Chicago. I think it's a very very nice area. Oh man, some great eating around there too. But I, I got a question yeah. for you. Yep. There's a rumor going around. <laughs> a rumor is your sorry ass. It it didn't have any luck coming up with fun stage show ideas. Uh-huh. Tony Schiavone not being on stage at his own Patreon super show. Just don't feel right. Oh, well, there are more entertaining guys to stand on stage than me. Who? Uh, let's see. Uh, Mick Foley, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff. Only one of those so far. Okay. Uh, Jim Ross. Only one of those so far. Okay. Uh, Kurt angle. Only one maybe, of those maybe, so far. Maybe Kevin Nash. How about Diamond Dallas Page? How about the Nature Boy Ric Flair? Uh, you got a lot more. You don't need me. It, it's a low key but, big hog get together. Well, I'm going to get together with him. I'm going to I'm going to meet and greet and sign autographs and talk to him and everything and and have as you'd like to say fellowship with him. But for me to stand up on stage and make a fool of myself, nah, I don't think so. Well, who says you have to make a fool of yourself? What's that? Who says you have to make a fool of yourself? Uh, no one, but I did last year. Well, you don't have to do that. I think you get yeah. up there and you call balls and strikes, <laughs> play a tape, <laughs> let, let you do play by play <laughs> swing and a miss strike three. All right. We'll be back. Our score at the end of three and a half innings, the Gwinnett Braves five, the Toledo mud hands, nothing perfect, dude. That's what they want. You know, they just want to hear you. They would be happy with you reading a phone book. 
don't think you know so how beloved I'll... you are at times. What's that? I don't think you know how beloved you are at times. Uh, I hear it a lot, but look, you got some, you got some really big stars here. Wait. Yeah. But they want you buddy. No, they don't want me. It's a low key, big hug. They send it for your Patreon. They, they like Tony. Yeah. They're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spend as much time talking to every one of them, signing autographs, fellowshipping with them. What? Will you consider what? spreading your butt cheeks? No, cause I'm hoping, I'm hoping That's... that if you do, cause I know you're using blue chew. I could tell you to go uh, fuck yourself. Today's episode is brought to you by bluechew.com. You know, the deal guys, blue chew is not just for guys who feel like they have ED. This is for guys who want to put on a show and yep. man, may, maybe it's a mother's day. Maybe it's an anniversary. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a first date. Maybe it's that third date, or maybe you just want to make it feel like the third date. It's time to bring that summer heat into the bedroom. The temperatures aren't the only thing that's rising this summer. Thanks to blue chew. Of course, we know confidence can take you far in life, especially in the bedroom when it comes time to step up to the plate and we're looking to get blue chew, the hot tag for your wiener meat, baby. Blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable forms at a fraction of the cost. But they won't be talking about your wiener infractions anymore. Uh-uh. You can take these dudes anytime, day or night. So plan ahead. I'll be ready to do a run-in whenever an opportunity arises. Now the process is simple. You sign your ass up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll get your prescription within days. Here's the best part. It's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office about your wiener. No awkward conversations about your wiener. No waiting in line at the pharmacy for your wiener. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. But Tony, there won't be anything discreet about their package when they get their Bluetooth. Right, buddy? If you could benefit from extra confidence <laughs> or hot tag for your wiener I knew I couldn't go through this. When it's time to reform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code WHW to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And Tony's wiener meat. Hot tag for the wiener meat. <sighs> I knew you would love that. And by the way, you guys will love two new podcasts that were just recently dropped. We've got gentleman villain with your old pal, William Regal, Mr. Steve Regal. What an entertaining podcast. It's a lot different than a lot of the other shows. He doesn't comment on other people's opinions. He's just sharing stories from his experience. And, uh, man, I've seen nothing but great things. Have you had a chance to hear yet or see any feedback or what's Mr. Regal saying to you? I've seen feedback before and, uh, and Regal told me exactly what you just said. Regal said, I didn't, I don't want to talk about anybody's opinions or anything. He said they had a, a list of things you want to talk about. I just wanted to tell my stories of things I remember. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, you, you're a great storyteller. Uh, and he, he seems to be, uh, uh, long winded at times. But that makes for a good podcast. It makes for a great podcast. And, he, and yeah. he, he has some really succinct opinions and takes too. I heard a great clip the other day where someone was asking the difference between a clothesline and a lariat. Did you see mm-hmm. his explanation? Yes. 
A clothesline knocks you down. The lariat knocks you out. I love it. I do Man, too. It's so yeah. matter of fact, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Check it out. It's called gentleman villain. It comes out each and every week, anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Uh, and Foley is pod, uh, coming up, creeping up the charts, man. It debuted at number one, uh, folks were uh, not surprised that Mick Foley is a good storyteller. And, uh, when it debuted so strong, I think Eric Bischoff, friend of the show said, boy, that'll put some pods in some ears <laughs> doing his best to get a little dig your way. Need like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, boys and girls today, we're doing something a little different. We're going to uh, get in our way back machine. Talk about June 13th, 1987. As we're talking about all things, Jim Crockett promotions. This is season three, episode 23. So get your peacock out. It's season three, episode 23 from June 13th, 1987. And Tony, we're, uh, we're enjoying some JCP and it's hard to believe that man in like five weeks or so Jim Crockett promotions is back. Uh, the rock and roll express have been announced as appearing. And of course, uh, Rick flair is going to have his last match and you and David Crockett are going to stand in front of the old TBS set wow. and, 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 and do commentary on the very last Jim Crockett promotion show. This feels like it's make believe. Does it not? It does. And I was thinking about this the other day. I hope that flair walks up to the set and does a promo with us. We have to have that happen. Yeah, we do. We have to have me holding the microphone for Ric Flair one more time, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I just really, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. I'm also very excited that my good friend, and we've become very good friends in a short period of time, Jade Lethal. Yes. Uh, is going to be a part of it. Uh, one of the great, one of the great guys in this sport that I've ever met. Just one of the genuine great guys in this sport. Of course, everybody knows he's been helping Rick get ready and and you've seen all those viral videos and he's agreed to come in, uh, and we haven't announced this yet, but the reason he's coming to Starcast is he's going to do black machismo at the roast of Ric Flair. How fun is that dude? Wow. To have the macho man there in spirit through Jay lethal talking trash to Ric Flair. Tell me that doesn't sound like fun. That is, that is absolutely spectacular. I. Have you ever seen the pictures that Jay Lethal and I took at the, uh, the discovery party? No. Okay. So we had, after the forum, the show at the forum, the uh, people, the new people of uh, discovery that, you know, that emerged or are now have yeah. bought Warner media, uh, had a party for us at the forum club. And it was, it was just so well done. It was so nice. The hors d'oeuvres were great. And so Jay Lethal and I kind of, kind of hung out together. And, uh, so we, uh, they they had a they had a professional photographer there taking pictures of us and they say who do you want to take a picture with and i said i want to take a picture with jade lethal right so uh, i'm going to send you this and uh, i'll actually i'm going to end up put, putting it on uh, putting it on patreon as well oh i just got it what a great you picture just, dude yeah yeah we got so jay said so why don't you uh, why don't you just sit on my lap and i said okay and so we did a couple of pictures, eating cake, sitting on his lap. We just had such a great time. Jay and Jeff Jones and I went to uh, Warner Brothers Studios, did a backlot tour, and it was just it was I just I just love Jay Lethal. I can't uh, I can't impress upon you much how much I really respect that kid and uh, what he's meant to our company. I think it was a great hire for us, and I'm really happy that he's working with Flair. And I can't wait to Black Machismo shows up. It's going to be a lot of fun. It really, really is. It's going to be uh, quite a fun. And we're having a 
a uh, four horsemen reunion, right? Yeah, man. I can't believe this is really happening, but we're doing the roast to Ric Flair on Friday night and uh, black label pro and GCW be doing their thing. And on Saturday, it's one panel after another, including the four horsemen reunion. So it's, uh, it's going to be JJ Dillon and Lex Luger and Barry Windham and Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. And of course that's a total of six horsemen, if you will. And mm-hmm. they're going to be all on the stage with you. Yep. And I don't think that collection of talent has ever been on the stage together and just being realistic, not being negative. It's probably the only time it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and we've got that old TBS set, man. So you'll be able to get your photo made with the horseman on the set. You can also do it with David Crockett and Tony Schiavone and knowing what we're about to watch together and knowing the fans have an opportunity to recreate that. Dude, this is like wrestling fan Disney world. And I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pumped up about it. Starcast.com is where you can come join us. By the way, if you grab a bracelet, you can come to all these different panels. We haven't announced them all, but let me say this. We're announcing one today. Uh, if you're listening to this on Patreon on Monday, that is going to have the world talking. Uh, you, you need to be there. S T A R R C A S T.com. If you can make your way to Nashville, if not, you can go ahead and pre-order the pay-per-view. You can see all the old Starcasts, uh, plus all the panels this year. There's even a bundle that'll get you not only the roast, but Ric Flair's last match as well, which of course is on Sunday. Cause this year, Tony SummerSlam's on a Saturday in July. How about that? Isn't that, is that like a first yeah. SummerSlam to it's, be on a Saturday, especially in July. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I obviously maybe Bruce has told you why. I don't know why. I think I it was just availabilities of venues and whatnot. And I know they've been trying to do more Saturday stuff and I actually don't hate that idea because it means that, you know, we get to have a normal Sunday night. Right. I don't, I don't mind that either. I always, I always did like, uh, big shows on Saturday more than Sunday, but Sunday's kind of always been the day. So did you just say in, in passing that you got some big announcements still to come for Starcast? Yeah. We got a few more big ones. Some people are not expecting. Okay, good. That's great. I mean, as if, you know, having a Mick Foley stage show and a Kevin Nash stage show and Mm -hmm. a Brian Danielson stage show and a Bret Hart stage show and a horseman stage. Yes. There's more big announcements coming. And, uh, I believe later this week, uh, I think I have that right. We'll start announcing some of the matches for, uh, Ric Flair's undercard, but I can go ahead and talk about it here. By the time everyone's hearing this, we've announced that we've moved the show. Tony Ric Flair's last match will no longer be at the fairgrounds. It's going to be at the municipal auditorium, uh, where wow. flair won the world title on two separate occasions. He beat Ricky steamboat for it in 1989 in a classic that people are still talking about in that building. Yeah. And then fast forward a handful of years later, uh, he won the main event at Starcade. uh, that building hosted Starcade 94, 95 and 96. Uh, but there in 95, uh, flair beat the macho man to become world champ again. And of course the NWO had a. <laughs> Uh, a Nashville Starcade, if you will, in 96, that's where uh, Piper beat Hogan. So pretty cool that we've made that move. Tickets will be on sale this Friday, uh, at Ric Flair's last So if you missed your opportunity, uh, to, to catch a, a ticket before they sold out in three hours and 32 minutes, here's your second chance. And when I think fans see the undercard, Tony, they're going to be pumped. That's good stuff, man. That is good stuff. The municipal auditorium. I know we've run it a couple of times with AEW. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a, it's a legendary building and it's a, it's a great place. It's right in downtown Nashville. Very cool. 
Very cool. And I'll tell you this, uh, with all this extra added planning and prep and new podcasts, I've needed to be at my best Tony, but I'm thankful that I've got chilly sleep in my back pocket. I was in Charlotte last weekend and this past weekend I was in the Bahamas and on both occasions, Tony, I took the chili sleep with me. I know you do. And, uh, I, do you take the, the Uller or the cube? I you? take the Uller and now they okay. do chili sleep makes the Uller and the cube sleep system. Either way, it's a temperature controlled mattress topper. If it's over your existing mattress, but it provides you your ideal sleep temperature. And I've got mine paired up with my phone. So whether I'm using it at home or in a hotel or in an Airbnb, I'm good to go, man. As long as I've got a king size bed, which is the size of mine, I am, I am ready to roll and I have the perfect temperature every night. And sometimes that's the thing we miss the most when we travel, Tony, it's, I want to get home and I want to use my shower or my bathroom or my bed. Well, it feels like my bed's with me because it's always the perfect temperature. Whether you sleep hot or cold, these chilly sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep and stay asleep and really give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. And prior to chilly sleep, man, I was sleeping like five or six hours a night. I would fuss and fight with the covers. I would flip my pillow over and over. I'd try to hang a leg out from underneath. I have a ceiling fan. I crank down the AC. I don't have to do any of that. Now I get the perfect temperature. I sleep like a baby. I'm not tossing and turning. I'm having bright, vivid, colorful dreams. I'm getting that good quality REM sleep. I want you to ask yourself, Hey man, when was the last time you woke up and didn't feel tired? Chilly sleep can make that happen for you. I give it a lot of credit for how productive I've been able to be this year. And it's all because of chili sleep. And right now, Tony, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Don't we Conrad head over to chili slash WHW to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new cube or Uller sleep system. Now this offer is available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash W H W. Take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. And without further ado, man, I'm ready to watch some old school. Uh, we're going to go to season three, episode 23 of June 13th, 1987. Tony, I'm fired up. I got my countdown ready to roll. If you do. And let's queue up Steph Chesney. You know, what's all about you. So it says June 6th, 1987, Greensboro Coliseum. Ooh, that? that was our sixth wedding anniversary. Really? You were married June 6th, 1981. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about that? How about that? Oh man. Ladies and gentlemen. Totally looked like a star. Didn't he? Is that truck and Tom Miller? Yep. Hitchcock. 
$100,000. Already in the ring, a member of the dreaded Four Horsemen and the world television champion from San Antonio, Texas, weighing in at 235 pounds, accompanied by his personal secretary, the lovely Dark Journey, and his associate, J.J. Dillon. Fans, this is Pelly Blanchard. Now his opponent, the challenger, three times the world's heavyweight champion from Austin, Texas, Weighing in at 285 pounds, the American Dream, Dusty Rose. And fans, welcome back, the courageous Magnum P.A. How emotional was he just saying Magnum's name right there? Yeah, man, we were all emotional. This was... This was the first time that he had come back to the Greensboro Coliseum since he's wreck. And, uh, it was, and dusty had the whole, uh, grocery bag full of cash. Yep. Of course we saw this match set up a few weeks ago when we did a watch along. This is the follow-up. It finally happened in Greensboro. Let's take a listen. Today is a very special program because we're going to show you that match in its entirety. Also the world tag team champions, the rock and roll express are here, the four horsemen. So Tony, we need to get with you. You got a guy over there. We've got a program that's something else. An update on the Great American Bash, of course, a very controversial match between Dusty Rhodes and Tony Blanchard for that world television title. Ronnie Garvin, I know you know a lot about that match. And that's right. You know, Tony, a lot of things have been happening. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to see later on what I'm talking about. As far as I'm concerned, Dusty Rhodes is the world television champion. Dusty Rhodes should have $100,000. Dusty Rhodes don't back down from nobody. I know this for a fact, you see, because I know Dusty for a few years. I've been around him. We travel the roads. And Big Dust, if you need some help, we're there, the Garvins. And I know the rock and roll. And I'm going to tell you, when you mess with the American Dream, Dusty Roads, the Garvins, Rock and Roll Express, Nikita Koloff, you're messing with risky business and Four Horsemen or anybody else that thinks they're great American ambassadors around the corner. And if anybody thinks that they're going to through the whole summer without any loss, without costing belts, money, titles, or what have you, you're wrong. It's going to cost somebody. The match between Dusty and Tully, the talk of the wrestling world right now. We'll take a look at it later on. Right now, let's go to the ring. Mm. We heard the risky business again. We haven't heard that one in 87. I was thinking the same thing when he, when he said risky business. I went, wow, there we go. He, he did risky business. And here's Kendall Wyndham, everybody. I mean, you talk about, oh man, I forgot to tell you this. This is a great okay. story. You'd appreciate. All right. I won't say who, but I was, <laughs> uh, in Wisconsin hanging out oh. with some, uh, at an independent wrestling show put on by oh, Hornswoggle. Okay, so you're with that cheesehead that you talked about. What's what's our friend's name? Lenny Bakken, uh, Lenny, but I'm not Lenny saying Bakken. him. I'm saying it's one of the talents in wrestling okay. today. Okay, well, one of the talents in wrestling. Okay, and they were talking about Kendall Wyndham, mm. and they said, "Boy, if he would have did so and so or so and so, he would have been printing money." And I said, "I don't think that's the right phrase for him." <laughs> and Bischoff howled with laughter, and the guy did not know the story, so he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Never mind, doesn't matter." Yeah. Oh, but, God. oh man, he should have been printing money. Well, 
He was. He was. <laughs> that was the problem. How much time did he serve anyway? Do, do you remember off the top of your head? Just a handful of years, I think. Oh, look yeah, okay. who it is. Here here. That's right, Tony. All year long, everybody looks forward to the great American bashes. But you know the Rock and Roll Express is going to be there, and these talents are going to be on the line against anybody. It don't make no difference to us, baby, because it right here speaks for itself. The Rock and Roll Express are the NWA World Tag Team Champions. And now, like I was talking about a little earlier, about Dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard. And that was a match, brother, that we know that Dusty Rhodes, he is the world television champion. Dusty Rhodes touched me, baby, and put stars in my eyes because he knows what's happening. He knows, brother. And Dusty, like Ronnie Garvin said, if you want us behind you, brother, all you got to do is ask. We'll be there. 110%. Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. If we come back, our bash update, and then we'll take a look at that match. Don't you dare go away. In 1990, Wyndham and his father, Blackjack Mulligan, were arrested by the Secret Service in a joint investigation with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for counterfeiting. The authorities found close to half a million dollars in phony $20 bills. As a result of a plea agreement, both father and son spent 24 months in a federal prison or released in 1992. About the Great American Bash on Tour in the month of July, beginning July 1st in Lakeland, Florida, the Civic Center, and going to the best and biggest cities all over the country. San Francisco, Los Angeles at the Cap Center in Landover, Maryland this year. Dallas, Fort Worth area, you will see the Great American Bash. And, of course, the very last Great American Bash will be the Orange Bowl in Miami at the end of July. But last week, Mr. Crockett, we talked about July 4th, a very special date for you in Atlanta. And you talked about the match beyond. And I mean, the phone has been ringing off the hook this week. Letters pouring in about what is the match beyond. The match beyond will be in Atlanta, Georgia, July the 4th. There'll be two rings surrounded by a cage, one cage around both rings, and then a top put on the cage. No way in, no way out, except through the doors. There'll be 10 participants in it. But before the match beyond can begin, we're going to have the war games. We start with five contestants on each side, the captain of each team, and each team is Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, the Road Warriors, and Paul Ellering against the four horsemen and James J. Dillon. The captains pick who start. They wrestle for five minutes. The end of five minutes, a contestant who will be decided by a coin toss enters. So you'll have two on one. Two minutes later, a man from the other side. Two minutes later, a man until all 10 contestants are in the ring. And then the match beyond begins, and they wrestle until one man on one team either surrenders or submits. It is certainly a match that has never been done in professional wrestling. Congratulations. It's going to be an exciting night at the Omni. Thank you, Tony. And, by the way, Tommy Young will not be assigned to any match that Dusty Rhodes is involved in until this investigation is over. Okay, some words from Mr. Jim Crockett. Jimmy, thank you very much. Let's go back to the ring. How do you think Jim did in those? Oh, wait. The package showing Classic. the cage being built. I love this, man. They're building a dome of steel in Atlanta, a cage to enclose the match beyond the war games. The might of giants when the dreaded four horsemen clash with the force of the superpowers. Ten men will enter, only five will leave. In two rings back to back, it's one on one, then two on one. A flip of the coin decides which team dominates. Finally, the full battle is joined. The four horsemen and the superpowers collide. Submission or surrender will decide the victors in the match beyond the war games. There, when they drop the dome. Saturday, July the 4th in Atlanta. The War Games. Please sit down. 
and take a look at what's really causing all this. The world's heavyweight wrestling champion. Little random Ric Flair package here, but man, what'd yeah. you think of the way Jim handled the explanation of the war games and how he was on camera? And then how cool was it? That old hype video for war games, mm. dude, that was fun. Yeah. I missed that old hype video. I remember seeing him remembering, uh, how cool it was. And I think that is something that Wayne Daniel had put together for us. I'm almost certain he did. And, uh, he came up with it himself. And I mean, Dusty had just approached him. Like, I just want you to build, you know, guys. Uh, building the cage, I want you to put together something with guys building the cage. thought Jimmy did a great job with that. The, the voice on that tried to sound like James Earl Jones. Yes. But it wasn't James Earl Jones. No. But he, he tried to, that James Earl Jones type, serious type voice and moonlight Graham. Oh, here's the match. All right. So this is. Uh, now Rhodes measures him up. This is uh, interesting how Jim Crockett kind of threw at the end that Tommy Young would not be refereeing another Dusty match. Because of the controversy in this match, I believe. Right. And we heard Ronnie Garvin say, as far as I'm concerned, Dusty is still the television champion. Yeah. And as uh, Ricky Morton said, to me, Dusty's a champion. So obviously, we know, kind of know the story here. Dusty is no longer the champion. He got screwed over. And so we'll we'll see how it all all transpires, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a damn, uh, there's Magnum. My God. See what's going through his mind right now, right? We're less than a year removed from his accident. He wants to get in the ring and he knows here. He'll never be able to get into a ring again. And that's some shit. Yeah, it is some shit, man. I want to mention, um, everybody you see here is going to be at Starcast with the exception of dusty. He's on, un, he's um, otherwise unavailable, but right. it's pretty crazy to think, you know, what we're able to sort of bring back to life for one night only with, uh, with Jim Crocker promotions. Well, I've said it before and, and I, and I, and I think you would agree with this and well, I know because you know, it, uh, is nostalgia is in pro wrestling is big. Yeah. It's, it's the reason I'm able to carve out a, a niche for me now here in 2022. Because of nostalgia, because people want to go back and remember their childhood. You're the same way, and, and I'm the same way when it comes to Major League Baseball. Absolutely. I I just I I love going back and remembering my childhood, remember the stars that that were there when I was younger. Yeah. That's why I that's why I finished collecting the nineteen sixty five and nineteen sixty nine baseball set of cards, because that's what I remember. And I go back on the YouTube now, watch some of the old World Series games from the from the early seventies or the late sixties. And, um, so, th- so that it, nostalgia is big and that's, you know, that's, uh, it, God bless that, you know, God bless you and what you've done for all of us and, uh, helping me resurrect this career and you're back where you belong, baby. Yeah. I'm glad too. Sometimes I wonder, you wonder what you think you should still be calling balls and strikes. I just, I don't know. Uh, Doing a lot of travel, stressing your old ass out. Well, yeah, that's ha- that's happening. There's a lot of travel, uh, unexpected travel. Look at this. 
Tully just, you could tell Sully said, slap me. <laughs> you could see it. Tully, you could see it. He just slap me. Slap me. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm working a lot and I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort and a lot of time other than just the two days that, that we're on the road. Right. I, I think a lot uh, of people just assume that that's all you do, but right. we just talked about, you've got a whole studio being set up and you do the right. AW podcast. Plus you do this one. Plus yeah. you do Loki big hogs and you had a whole litter of kids shoot out of your wiener and you got to take yeah. care of them. And you got well, a dog they, that's kind of hop yeah. along and there's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. That, there's more than that to it as well. Um, so, um, but, uh, Oh, I forgot your full-time stooge now <laughs> full-time stooge. <laughs> that's what, that's what Jeff Jones tells me. Yeah. Says that you're just a full-blown fucking stooge. Well, if Jeff, if anybody knows a stooge, when he sees it, it's Jeff Jones. No, no, I'm saying no comment. He's the stooge. <laughs> He's the stooge. Uh, and there you see me and David. I don't know if you saw that or not. I had, uh, we are, I'm right beside truck and Tom Miller there. Wally Dusick's to his left and David's up against the ring post there. So we're in, we're enjoying this. Uh, I, man, I love that ring apron too. Don't you? Oh, it's good stuff, man. NWA pro wrestling, uh, ring apron. Have I seen oh. you the ring apron that we're using for Rick's last match? I haven't seen it. No. Yeah. I'll send, I'll send it to you. So you can take a look. Yeah. Can I ask you this also, yeah. uh, are the other Crockett's going to come? Do you know, or is- yeah, 15 of them, uh, Francis, Jackie, the whole crowd. I, there are 15 Crockett hotel rooms. Wow. So we got 15 sets of family members coming. That's something else, man. And a lot of these folks have never been to a Crockett event, you know, right. They don't know what their family did and all that. And. They're going to get to see grandpa do his thing, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I just noticed I'm there by myself. See there. I mean, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Dusty's turning him over. He's got it. Blanchard looking for help from Dylan. He got some and he got to the ropes with it. What's that in front of him? The man, this is, this feels big. Yeah. You know, cause is, we've man. seen so many studio matches and shows and not to disparage, but this just feels bigger. Yeah. I love also how much room they've given people at ringside. Yes. I mean, it's, it you, look, look at this. You can see Jackie and the right and the camera just backing up, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I can't believe. You told his grandson, I can't come celebrate Dusty's grandbaby. I got to wallpaper these steps, bro. I didn't say, I didn't say I had to, I said I was busy. I didn't say that. I'm going to go visit the grand, uh, his visit, uh, Liberty. I'm going to go see her. I'm going to go see the family. I just was, and you know what? I got invited. I got invited right at the very end. I get invited. I got invited the night before the night before. Okay. Oh, Dusty just collapsed. Neither can Blanchard. He's crawling all the way over. And now emotions, anger running high. The shoe of JJ. 
sure they're thinking about the title and the money, but they're just thinking about hatred right now. Animosity. <laughs> That's Jesus. the only thing they're feeling. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, uh, and once hatred, animosity. Yeah, man. Uh, I, we should say something here. I don't know if the here is the appropriate time, but I was just thinking about it. Cause I saw Tommy about David Hebner and Tim white, oh, man, man, losing them within the span of a couple of days. Yeah. It's, uh, man, it's just hard to imagine there being a world where they're not here. Just feels like they've been a part of all this that we've watched and loved for so long. And yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, what I hate to say, I don't even want to be negative, but I hear, you know, the old expression is deaths come in threes. God, I don't mm-hmm. want another one, man. Two referees that we all, that were so beloved back yeah. to back like that. We don't need another one. And of course, most of us know, and I think we've talked about it here on the show, uh, that Tim was also the man who was, uh, Andre's right-hand guy. He looked Andre. Yeah. He drove Andre around in the van all the time. The van. When I first went to work at 120 Hamilton, uh, at the WWE back in, uh, 1989, there was a van outside and that was Andre's van and Tim drove it around. So there you go. You're going to have somebody drive you around in AEW. Uh, well, maybe, um, well, you're always looking, you're always looking for me to get to give you some inside shit about me, aren't you? No. I was asking questions, man. I, uh, okay. There are some people in AEW that, that in, in their contract, as you might imagine, right. Yeah. Get drivers. And we have about four or five drivers. Uh, and I always hop in with them. Put it that way. So in effect, well, also I, I, I ride around with Jeff Jones a lot. Jones will drive me around. Yeah, he's big time stage. <laughs> Is he ever dusty? Just pop back up, buddy. The Sto- I like that. The Stooge Express. The Stooge Express. <laughs> Blanchard staggers up. An elbow, and now he's got a rest again. Check time. It's it's good stuff, man. Man, it's old school classic wrestling. Yeah, it is. Dusty taking a break on those turnbuckles. Getting a breath. Spinning toe hold. Very good, man. We are it's a long match. Yeah, we are donating a lot of time on this show. To this one single match. To this one single match. Well, you know who's booking. Now that, now that Cody's gone, you'll just shit all over the whole family, huh? <laughs> Is that the deal? <laughs> God damn. That's He's not what I meant. Been gone three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> not shit on the whole family. You are so full of shit. You are. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a minute ago. God damn, Conrad, this is such a great match. Boy, they're spending a lot of time, but you know, who's booking that motherfucking <laughs> dusty. <laughs> I was just well, talking to Ricky Morton the other day. Uh, you, you, do, you do. Hey, I, w- I wanted to say something about this. When Ricky Morton uh, was doing that promo uh, earlier in the show, 
I was, I was, I was thinking that's probably the most perfect eighties haircut that you can get. It was spiked up on top. It was long in the back. It was blonde. It was, it was like, he, like he was the lead singer for poison or something. Just, wow. What a man. I just, I want my hair to look like, like that. Except being blonde. I guess we should mention since we're talking about everybody else, uh, who's no longer there. Bruce Pritchard had rotator cuff surgery done this past week. And did he really, he's hurting like a motherfucker. Well, I'm going to send him a text and ask him how he's doing less than awesome. Hmm. They told him, uh, Hey, when this nerve block wears off, you're going to be hurting pretty bad. And well, he told me, uh, he goes, listen, I thought everybody was just, Oh, slingshot suplex. Dusty hit Tully with one. How about that? We want it. And now Tommy's going to notice the foot was on the rope. Yep. And Tommy now sees it, puts his hand up. Let's see what we hear. JJ steals the money. JJ stuck the, just stole the money. Yellowhead's <laughs> taking that bag of money and he's walking out. There he goes. The police are chasing JJ. There's your bell. What's Tommy Young? What's the match to continue? And Dusty has chased JJ out of the belly. There he goes after the money. And Tommy Young here is calling Dusty back. Why is the match to continue? What's going on? Oh, no. Tommy Young wanted the match to continue for some unknown reason and now has given the match to Tully Blanchard. Oh. Dusty's out of the parking lot looking for JJ. Tommy Young. Winner by a count out. A count Bill out. World Television Champion. He was out looking for the money. $100,000. Tully Blanchard. Tommy Young. I got to get a. So Tully gets the win by count out because he was a crafty veteran, put that foot on the bottom rope. And Tully keeps the belt and the 100 grand. And Dusty has a stick in his hand, but of course you say, well, it's because he was booking. <laughs> That's the reason he lost and lost his money. <laughs> it's not a bad story. Where'd he go? What's the microphone? Here we go. Kraken! Jim Kraken! I want my money! My money's mine! Jim Kraken! You get my money from right now! Did he say that son of a bitch? Yeah, he said son of a bitch. Look at him. Okay, obviously pandemonium in the ring. 
chaos, of course, back in the dressing room. I went back to try to see Tommy Young, and I walked to the dressing room of Dusty Rhodes along with Magnum. Let's go back to the dressing room. I think this. Okay, we're in the dressing room. Dusty Rhodes and Magnum just arriving back. The count was made one, two, three. We all saw it. And then as Dusty chased, here's Magnum back. As Dusty chased James J. Dillon, who had stolen the money out of the building, Tommy Young wanted the match to continue. Magnum is in here. Magnum, we all saw the count one, two, three. I don't know what happened. He had him beat. I was up. I was, everything was great. Everything was going our way. Dusty, you, you, we all, you had him pinned one, two, three. And then when you left the building, that's to continue. Yeah. What the going on here? I have no, we have not been able to talk to Tommy Young at this time. Him, Man, I'm sorry I lost the money. I'm sorry. Hey, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the money. Look, I'll do something. I'll get the money back, all right? You're in no shape to get the money back. You know what I mean? You know what? Get out of here. Get out of here. Jesus. Understandably, throwing us out of the dressing room, very upset at that time. Minutes ago, you thought he'd won the title of the money, and now all was gone. We finally caught up with the referee, Tommy Young, and talked with Tommy Young about that controversial here decision. Here we go. <laughs> okay, we're in the dressing room with the referee, Tommy Young, of the match, and, of course, Jim Crockett, president of Jim Crockett Promotions. And, Tommy, you know I'm an unbiased announcer. I've been doing these matches for three years now. What I saw out there was a three-count. Dusty Rhodes with a slingshot, the three-count. Pin Tully Blanchard awarded him the belt. J.J. Dillon takes the money and leaves, and obviously Dusty is going to run out and chase J.J. Dillon, Dillon back. And then you ask for Dusty to come back in the ring. Explain to us exactly what happened. Well, okay, yes, I went one, two, three on Tully. Every, you saw that. That happened, okay. That's right. And then all of a sudden you say, come back in the ring, and Dusty's outside. Well, because of that, I mean, when Dusty cleared my vision, there's his leg over the rope. Hey, we're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance television title. We're talking about $100,000. That's a lot. I have to be sure. Now, I'm five-time referee of the year. I call him as I saw him, and that's the way I called that one. Well, we want you to see it one more time, and all the fans take a look at exactly what everyone saw. That's okay. If you're not watching, Tully put the boot up after the ref had counted three. Um, almost perfectly. At once it, okay, once Tommy, the, it landed three. You saw exactly what happened. Up. All right. All right. I realize that. And I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm sorry to you, to Mr. Crockett, to Mr. Rhodes, but you just have to understand that in a situation like this, Hey, we, we don't use instant replays in professional wrestling. That's only done in football, and even it causes controversy there. Now, I'm sorry, but I call it as I saw it. That's the decision I made, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the final decision. I'm going to stand by that decision. We all saw the foot on the rope, Jimmy, after the fact, after the count was made. That is correct, and there will be a board of inquiry to look into this match and Mr. Young's refereeing. Okay, you heard it from the dressing room. I'm Tony Schiavone for the Wrestling Network. Kind of put the heat on, uh, the referee there. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, granted the referee fucked it up, but well, he did, he did. And, uh, but I love how t t the timing was perfectly for Tully. Fantastic. Hey, I'm talk about today. 
World TV title. There is no doubt in my mind and everybody else's mind that my super brother, Dusty Rhodes, is a world TV champion. We're going to find out what's going to happen there. Now, great American back, USA title, Lex Luger. I have signed a contract. Lex Luger has signed a contract. How big is Lex Luger? How bad are you, Lex Luger? We are going to find out in a great American match. And the last thing, Tony, the last thing right here in Atlanta, the match beyond. What is a little bit? How about the rules of this of this match, Tony? Okay, it'll be five men on each side. Nikita, you're on one of the teams. It'll start out with one-on-one -on -one in that cage, enclosed on the top, then a coin flip. Then it's going to be a two-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-two until all ten men are in the ring, and you must surrender or submit. So you tell me, first time ever, a cage all the way around two rings, all the way around two rings, and first time ever, a cage comes down on top of a ring. On top of both rings, that's right. Nobody in and nobody on. Ten will walk in, five will walk out. And don't somebody, how you say? Surrenders or submits. Somebody gonna get hurt, Tony. Sure. Somebody gonna get hurt bad. And right here at Atlanta, you're going to see, and the whole world is going to see something you have never seen before. And the horsemen, you are going to see something you have never felt before. And that is pain like you have never felt before. Get a call off, fans. Let's go back to the ring. How about he helps you get over the match in a big way there, did he not? Yeah, he did, man. He helped reiterate every step, every piece. Oh. Yeah. And here comes your favorite. Shaking that Which, ass, Mr. Jimmy Garvin. Hey, you know, uh, I have a question here. Uh, the, the first, uh, war games, July 4th, 1987, the mm -hmm. match beyond yes. war games yes, was voiced over by me and Jim Ross, if I recall. And here we are on June 13th. So it's apparently between June 13th and the 4th of July, when Jr. first appeared on world championship wrestling. With yeah. Him. He's getting ready to make his, his, uh, his debut for sure. Okay. How fun is that? Yeah, it's something else, man. Yeah, that's that's one of the that's one of the things that I'll remember for a long time. He and I first doing the war games or the match beyond as we called it. The war games were the match beyond starts when after the war games type of thing. It was cool if you'll remember war games was a kind of a big movie back in the eighties and they went with that. Love the purple sequence. And guess what? As Excalibur would say, sure drop brain buster. What a pin. What an athlete. Hall of Famer what Teddy Long. He was the first one in the Hall of Fame of anybody in the ring. Isn't that something? He'll be at Sarcass, Mr. Teddy Long. Look forward to seeing him. That's one. Oh boy. Here we go. U.S. Tag Team Champions, Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. By the way, first of all, you see, I got through all the cage matches with Ronnie Garvin unscathed. No thanks to Jim Crockett Promotions, who's had me in the ring with Ronnie Garvin, tried me, had me in the ring with donkeys, every other kind of animal life. Let me tell you something, Jim Crockett. The only time I'm going to get in the ring, I'm finished wrestling. The only time I'm going to get in the ring from now on is if you can find me a little girl or a little kid to be 
beat up somebody I know that I can whip elsewise. You people ain't going to see me in the ring again. Now, are our world tag team champions here today, huh? They were are here they right here at the top today? of the program. Champions they are. Let me tell you something. The Rock and Roll Express, when they won those world tag team titles, they were on top of the world. They were jubilant. They were joyous. They were celebrating. And then all of a sudden, like a bolt of lightning, like a knife right in the gut, the thought struck them. We're going to have to defend against the Midnight Express. And Ricky Morton, then he said, well, I tell you what, we know we can beat all the other teams in wrestling, so we'll defend against them. We'll wrestle all them, and we'll stay as far away as possible from the Midnight Express. The U.S. Tag Team Champions, the number one contenders. Well, let me tell you something, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. I'm standing out here right now, and I'm saying that your family's dogs, that you're trash, that you're garbage, that you're punks, and you're cowards. Now, what kind of men would you be if you let a guy like me stand out here and call you cowards? Just defend the belts against us during the Great American Bash and either shut me up or lose those belts once and for all, brother. <laughs> we'll be right back, fans. Don't go away. How fun was that segment? Like, it feels like Bobby and Stan Lane were having so much fun out there. Yeah. You know, Conrad, we all were. Yeah. We all were having a blast. Look at this graphic here. The four horsemen. Here we go. Should probably fanfare too. And here he is, the world Where champion, Rick Blair. Brother, I've been on natural highs before, but today I'm on one of the all-time highs. Tully Blanchard. The great Tully Blanchard defeats Dusty Rhodes. Beats him. $400,000. You know what I would have said to Tommy if I were you? The same thing I say to all my girlfriends when they catch me with another one. I'd say, honey, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? And that's the way it was. Big Dust went down. And I don't care how much crying, how much hollering, how much complaining, how many lawsuits are involved. The bottom line is, Dusty Rhodes, Tony Blanchard is walking around with a hundred thousand dollars and he's still the champ <laughs> oh what a proud day in the life and the style and the rich and famous the four horsemen Tony Blanchard's done it all now the fourth of July the match beyond and you have to know first of all you out there that Jim Crockett spent a fortune putting this together Nikita Koloff walks out here asking for an explanation. What's the match beyond? Well, I'll tell you what it is, idiot. It's the cage around two rings. With another cage on top. It's five guys walking out from one side. And it's five guys walking out from the other. And you haven't figured it out yet what it boils down to when you talk about submit or surrendering. If someone might get killed, are you willing? Are the Road Warriors willing? Is Dusty Rhodes willing? Is the King of Jordan willing? That's Dusty Rhodes. You want to know Dusty Rhodes. Tell them about the hospital. Tell them about the knee brace. Tell them about paying the price. The 4th of July. Right here. And the Army. 10 minutes. One has to submit or surrender. And you know me, look at it. Reputation speaks for itself. No submit, no surrender. We're talking blood, guts, sweat. And right here, guts. Look at this video coming, somebody. Look at this video coming. 
It's going to be Tully, Arn, and Lex taking on Mike Force, a fellow named Chance, and well, three enhancement guys. Yeah. Boy, Flair was uh, turned up to 11 right there, was he not? Oh, yeah, because he knows, you know, we could really draw a big house with this unique match at the Omni on the 4th of July. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, you can find out what was actually drawn that night, but I'm sure it was, it was sizable. I, you know what I found interesting? As you know, uh, coming up at the end of this month, we're going to have our own version of War Games. Yeah. Uh, at Detroit, it's called Blood and Guts. And that's what Flair said during that promo. Mm-hmm. It's going to be blood. It's going to be guts. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, how about that? So, and it, knowing, knowing Tony Khan, he remembers that interview. Of course he does. You, you guys <laughs> had uh, a Michael Hayes concert to open the show, it oh, also God. had a David Allen Coe concert. You had 13,500 fans there. Okay. That's pretty good. And, uh, that was going to be JJ Dillon's, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the end of him, he's going to have a separated shoulder from taking that doomsday device. Right. And I think that's the last time he laced the boots up, went right to the hospital and I actually have those boots. And I think we took them to, uh, to Chicago last year for low key, big hard weekend. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember he was really, really, really hurting. Oh that. yeah. Yeah, man. What do you think of Arn and the baby blue? They're prime. They're ready. The match. Man, Flair should have been a manager. He was out there <laughs> fired up, was he not? Yes, he was, man. He got, you know, one of the jobs that, of a manager is, I always thought, to get the crowd fired up one way or the other. Yeah, right? I agree. Right. He'd have made a good one. Oh, Boy, what that, a man. fucking spine buster. Yeah. I think that's about as good as it's ever going to get, you know, as far as yep. a spine buster goes. Now Luger's going to rack him. Lex now. He has the icing to the cake. The finishing touches. He breaks them in half. The four horsemen. Definitely rule wrestling. television champion Tony Blair. Let me ask you a question. What is that belt that Ric Flair carries it out here? What does that mean? That means he's the world heavyweight champion. What does the very it mean best. when I carry this out here, Tony Blair? you're the champion. That's exactly right. So don't go out here. Oh, look at the pain on the dream's face. The dream one. We saw one, two, three. In the rule book, I believe it says you've got to be in the ring to get beat. When your foot is up on the rope and you 
go one, two, three, it don't count. And just because you can't follow the rules and keep your mind and your wits about you and go running out the back of the building, don't blame the horseman because you are incompetent. Don't blame the horseman because you can't get the job done. My job didn't help. Nobody helped. I did it. Tully Blanchard, the horseman, $100,000, the match of the century. And that's why it is, baby. That's why I got this. Nobody else. Me. I've got this. There's a lot of moaning and groaning going on right now. A lot of crying and whining. On the other side, what comes down to Dusty Rhodes, you made two mistakes. Number one, you assumed you beat Tully Blanchard. On the other side of the ropes, you didn't beat the man. Number two, you assumed the money was yours. J.J. Dillon took care of that with the money and Tully Blanchard's bank account. You can assume nothing when you're wrestling the finest super wrestlers in professional sports today, and that is the four horsemen. Don't you ever go on television and say that I stole anything. You can't be accused of stealing something that belongs to you. Did the foot go on as he counted three before after? It doesn't matter, it's academic. Tommy Young did a great job. He called it like he saw it. We have to abide by that decision. That's just how it is. But the war games, the war games, July 4th, in the Army, there's going to be no question on the part of a referee because 10 are going in and only five are leaving. And believe me, it is going to be a war. Get in there, double A. What we're saying is this whole scheme of things is based on human error. If there wasn't human error, if everybody was perfect, nobody would win, nobody would lose. But the problem is, Rhodes, don't blame us, because you had a man left and a better man won. It's very simple. We're the finest three. Dude, what a hot episode. Uh, wow, man. I gotta How tell you, that? I felt like Luger did a great job right there, man. Yeah, he did. He, he, he the whole thing, the whole thing, if, uh, them together, uh, in, in their, all their glory with the titles until he had just stolen the title and JJ threatening me and flair going to the stands and getting the banner and holding it up. And then, uh, the, the shot of the fans going four horsemen, I think you're seeing the four horsemen really in their, in their glory here. Right. I mean, there have been, there have been, you know, that Ole's not around and Luger's around now. And, but I just, I just thought it was a great four horsemen moment. It's one of those moments that makes us remember the four horsemen for what they were. It was a fantastic show. I hope you guys enjoyed watching along with us. And before we get out of here, Tony, we need to tell everybody what we're doing. First thing every morning, of course, I'm talking about AG one. And I have to admit, I was first using AG one because my wife turned me on to it long before they were sponsored here on the show. And if you don't think you have enough time, or maybe you hate taking all the different pills and vitamins, maybe you want a supplement that tastes good. Maybe you want more energy or or an optimized immune system. We use AG one every single day. And let me explain with one delicious scoop of AG one, Tony, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, easy for me to say, probiotics, adaptogens, everything you need to help yourself start your day right. And this special blend of ingredients is going to better support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all your things. And Tony, I know you and Lois have been using AG1 for a little while now too. What's your experience been? Well, first of all, my experience is that we used to take these, I'm, I'm telling you, handfuls of these supplements, yes. and now we don't have to. Right. And we are getting the benefits just by that one scoop a day, and it's 
it's a, it's really helped us out a great deal because those things got to be very, very hard to take. And the thing about it is it tastes very, it's got a great taste. It's very good. It's, it's the way we start our day. So check it out. I think you're going to dig it. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto or paleo or vegan or dairy free or gluten free, there's less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs, no artificial, anything, no nasty chemicals. It still tastes good. It's going to help you sleep better, recover better, better mental clarity, better alertness. And Tony and I look at it almost like an all-in-one nutritional insurance. But don't just take our word for it. Uh, Check this out. Athletic Greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now, Tony and I think it's time you reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It really is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you purchase, first purchase. All you have to do is be able to talk. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WHW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash WHW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And let me add to this. The fact that immunity is so important in today's lifestyle, being able to supplement your immune system. And I have been healthy for a long, long time, knock on wood. And I really think athletic greens is a part of that. I'm telling you, you're going to like it. It's athleticgreens.com forward slash WHW and Tony. I'm already looking forward to next week. Of course, by the time you and I record again, can't believe this is real. Forbidden door will be in the rear view mirror. Wow. And, uh, I think as a matter of fact, uh, cause you know, our show comes out on Mondays. It comes out a day or two days early for our patrons over at adfreeshows.com or patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday next Monday. I'll be 41. Tony. Whoa. Where does the time go? 41. Yeah, man. Next Monday, the 27th of June. Yep. The day after the forbidden door. All right. So I'm, I'm doing a little forbidden door watch along party that I got to tell my wife about, cause she probably doesn't know, but mm-hmm. uh, of course I couldn't get tickets. You, some of my bitches sold it out and like uh, a commercial break. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be watching one of, I believe the absolute dirt worst clash of the champions of all time. Wow. Is this where the, uh, shock master falls through the window? No, that was, a, that was a good one by comparison. Okay. All right. This is a, what bad, is this? This one? is a bad one. A bad one. Yeah. Okay. Clash of the Champions 19. Clash of the Champions 19. Give me the year. 1992. Okay. So we've watched 20 before, but this is from Charleston, South Carolina, June 16th, 1992. It's the NWA tag team title tournament. And in the main event, they go 15 minutes. It's Dr. Death, Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy taking on the Steiner brothers, which sounds awesome. Was this also the one with uh, Luger and uh, Sid Vicious? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. We got Nikita Koloff and Ricky Steamboat taking on the Malenko brothers. Okay. We got Rick Rude and Steve Austin with Medusa taking on Marcus Alexander Bagwell and the Z-Man. Mm-hmm. Then we got Bam Bam and Doc taking on Jeff and Larry O'Day. The Steiner brothers taking on Miguel Perez Jr. and Ricky Santana. Okay. Then we got Barry Wyndham and Dustin Rhodes taking on Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby. Uh-huh. 
Then we got the fabulous Freebirds taking on Los Cowboys, which is El Texano and Silver King. Okay. Then we got Flying Brian and Jushin Thunder Liger beating up uh, Beef Wellington and Chris Benoit. That would be Biff Wellington, I believe. I go with Beef. <laughs> then we got Akira Nogami and Hiroshi <clears throat> Hase taking on mm-hmm. the Headhunters, which is Arn Anderson and Bob Cook. Okay. And then, of course, our main event, Doc and Gordy taking on the Steiner brothers. And guess who's on commentary for this, you sum of a bitch? Uh, let's see. It's got to be 92. Was it me and JR? Yep. Okay. The voice of wrestling and the voice of your childhood. How about that? McAllister Fieldhouse at the Citadel. I remember we had another event at, at, at McAllister Fieldhouse at the Citadel. And I believe that's where... Uh, Never will forget if, well, Luger beat, uh, steamboat, right. And it was sweaty no, as a motherfucker. No, I think Luger beat Sid vicious and it was like real, real quick. Uh, and I remember them saying, well, he, if he beats him fast, the fans won't remember it. When did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still looking. I thought I'd be able to find it. Maybe I imagined it. I could just, I remember that for some reason. Fuck, I don't know. I'm old. Let me help you out. Okay. Clash of the Champions 11. Okay. Took place June 13th, 1990 in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. There were 4,100 fans at the McAllister Fieldhouse on the campus of the Citadel. It drew a 4.1 on TBS. The seventh match on a 10 match card that night was Lex Luger beating Sid Vicious in 26 seconds. That's it. So See, I do remember that. It was just two years prior to when you thought it was, by me. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so that's the one I thought it was. That was back in the JYD heyday, I do believe, of WCW. Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to GoliathLife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms you're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. So there you go. Now that you've had a chance to think about it, what do you think is going to happen with, uh, with WWE? You think Stephanie is the CEO for a while? Do you think this blows over? Do you think there's trouble in paradise? If you had to predict, I, I, I am not, I cannot comment on that. I'm sorry. I wish I could. It's weird because I feel like, um, nobody really knows what to think about any of this. No, they don't. They don't. It's such, I don't know. Because the reality is, I think everyone agrees. We hope. Nothing bad happened with anybody and everybody is, is healthy and happy and yes. and okay. And, and, and doing well mentally and physically and emotionally and all that. But at the same time, it's like, well, we don't know anything, but I don't think anybody ever guessed this would even be a sentence we'd be saying right now that somebody besides Vince, right? Yeah. I, let me say this. I, I think if you're the type of person, I know there are plenty out there because we've We've talked about these people enough on this podcast, but if you're the type of person out there that wishes bad things on a wrestling promotion, oh, you're a horrible person. Yeah. What type of person are you? Yeah. 
what what rock did you crawl out from underneath? Did you not? Did your parents not take you to church when you were young to give you some sort of moral compass? As a rule of thumb, I cheer for all businesses because it creates Me jobs too. and it's good for everybody. Me too. Me too. I just I hate to see I hate to see bad things said about anybody. Yeah. I and I, I don't care who they are. I really just I just do so. I don't want to see bad things happen to any company, and uh, I'll just be like you. I'll just watch from the sidelines, see what happens. But I can't make a comment on it. I, I shouldn't because I'd be wrong because I'm not in the company. Well, I think everybody's excited to see what happens, and um, I know I'm excited to see what happens this weekend. I'm going to have a house full of folks, and uh, I don't know how much I'll get to see on Wednesday night. I'll try to catch up, but we got that big press conference. I hope folks will check that out as you're listening to this. It'll be tomorrow. Uh, in Nashville, I think it'll be probably streamed a handful of places, but check it out. Should be a good time. Starcast to be here before you know it, Tony. And, uh, right now it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm checking right now. And yes, a hot tag for my wiener meat has been made and I'm ready to go to bed because I'm fucking old and I'm desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on what happened when we come to you Mondays on, uh, <clears throat> We come to you, see, Peter Meat got me off my calter here. Uh, we come to you Wednesdays on Cumulus. On Mondays, we come to you only on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, ad free shows.com.